Welcome to Two Rivers, Two Takes, where me, Daryl, and Philip, we're going to cover the last three episodes of the Book of Boba Fett. So, uh, we have been absent for a few weeks because we just didn't know how to chat about the end of this series. Right, because I am probably in like the less than 1% of Boba Fett watchers who have not has not seen The Mandalorian. So... With these two episodes of the Book of Boba Fett that don't really involve Boba Fett, I, I had many, many questions about what was going on. Who are these people? Yeah, and it was... What, what's the dark saber? Yeah, which... Is, yeah. Um, and it was really hard because we prepped for this series because you were coming in and I explained who Boba Fett was and for... I was a fraction. Two-sevenths. Yes. of the season that did not matter at all like you did not need to know anything about Boba Fett you needed to know stuff about the Mandalorian which I think you watched like one episode of the first two seasons with me uh, yes I watched it when you were watching things in a I'm a supportive partner and I'm watching whatever you want situation even though I have no context for it yeah so it was sort of like that bad example of like being a teenager and you're with like a friend or a significant other and they're playing a video game and you're just sitting there to be supportive so thank you for that but please don't feel like you need to do that ever again <laughs> um because it 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 did not do you any favors and i was really thrown off too so it, i not in a bad way for me i think if you've listened to our previous Book of Boba Fett episodes, you know that I was just a little meh on most of the season. I think it got interesting in the fourth episode where we're like, okay, it's finding its feet. It's doing something. It's not just all flashbacks now. Right. It was very... The past three episodes have been very mean girls where I just want to be like, she doesn't even go here. Yeah, and... Um, it incorporates a lot of storytelling from The Mandalorian, where it built upon prior characters that you really didn't see. Um, we didn't even see Starbuck, who now I started watching Battlestar Galactica, I know who Starbuck is. Yes. Um, so you were really hopeful that she would show up. Because that was like the one episode that I did see Yeah. With the Mandalorian. Yeah, she did not show up. Because um, she took her helmet off, so at least I had some context for when the armor was like, have you removed your helmet? That is blasphemy. That is not the way or whatever. Yeah, it is not the hashtag not the way. And um, it was nice to see the callback to a good series. <laughs> um, and I called it episode four. If you listen to our previous episode, I said they are going to bring the Mandalorian in to set up his next season. And oh, did they ever, except much like the painful, drawn-out flashback sequences where I thought it would be one episode and it turned out to be like three and a half, them yeah. setting up the next season of the Mandalorian took three episodes of something called The Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. It's interesting interweaving of series like yes it's all happening in the same universe but i feel like in our context of like watching a lot of star trek stuff yeah it's the same universe but rarely does it overlap or if it's like a one-off episode of a character dropping into this new setting not an extended like braiding of the two um, the two storylines together. Yeah, and there wasn't so much braiding. Well, that's like, true. Yeah, like, like, the... like it, if you're talking about braiding, there's like really good at braiding, and there's the braiding you did when you're like six, when you're like, oh, it's just three things, and I just sort of twist them together. And that's what they did. It was lazy braiding. Yeah, because if you look at Boba Fett and the Mandalorian dropping in, the stuff about the mythology of Mandalore and the armor and making a little itty-bitty shirt for Grogu, which is adorable, by the way. Yes. Um, all of that, 
didn't really contribute to the big plot line of Boba Fett or the, the big climax that came about. Like, for the big climax, all we needed was the Mandalorian to show up. And, oh, Grogu, that's cool. Yeah. So I don't know if they're, like, if it's so much of a braiding thing or a, we'll take this super popular series and then drop some characters into this other one that we want to make super popular. And... Uh, I don't know. Like, one, I don't give a flying fuck about the history or mythology of Mandalore. I do not care. And I really... The armorer cares. Yeah, the armorer cares, but she's like one of two people that cares still. Um, and I'm going to be really disappointed if the Mandalorian, he has to go to this magic fountain to, like, bathe and become like, a true Mandalorian again because he took off his helmet. Like, I'm not that invested into the whole helmet shtick as, um, the armorer obviously is. Do you think the inspiration was Prince and bathing in the cleansing waters of Lake Minnetonka? Yes, absolutely. Um, everything leads back to Prince. Um... So I think it was, uh, they obviously needed a mechanic and a story to get Grogu back with the Mandalorian. They needed to get him away from Jedi training because I don't know if the Mandalorian is going to be as popular if you don't have Baby Yoda kicking it with him. Oh. Um, because at the end of season two, Grogu goes off with Luke Skywalker and that's it. So like, where do you go after you've built two seasons of this cute creature who has force powers teaming up with this um, new age Boba Fett, the Mandalorian. The whole idea of... I it, When you say that, it makes a lot of sense because if all of your merch is based off of Baby Yoda and yeah. then you remove Baby Yoda, the that idea of what's left yeah, is very real. Yeah. And he could go around and do bounty hunter stuff, and we saw that in episode 5 where he went to the meat locker. Yes. And that was general uh, bounty hunter cool shit, but do like, you can you base a whole series off of But it wasn't really bounty hunter. It's not like a, the planet of the week. It was a I need to do this job to get information to find the armorer so she can tell me about the Darksaber and other stuff. Yes. Also, how does she know about the Darksaber? I don't know. Uh, well, I guess it's a Mandalorian weapon. It's from Mandalore. Okay. So that's where it comes from. And the Darksaber itself is from, like, the expanded universe years ago that's no longer canon and then they brought it into the Mandalorian so it's canon again. So they, like, reauthorized its legitimacy in the Disney era. Like... Lightsabers through the hourglass, so is the drama of the Star Wars universe. Yeah, and I really <laughs> did like that ring world. That was really cool. That oh, whole city, where, that was a big ring. Yeah, where it looked like it was Halo. Yes, which, coming to Paramount Plus next month. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which is odd. Yeah. It was such a thing from when we were first years in college. Yeah, and, um, and I think the first Halo came out in 2003. Oh, so I remember being a supportive college. friend sitting around when my friends would play Halo in high school and being like, oh, this is great. Um, but I actually liked the Halo games, too. I liked the Needler. It had good music. Yeah. I like that, how they incorporate all that chant. I still have my copy. I no longer have the case, but I have the disc of the first Halo game somewhere. Oh, mystery that is solved. The chant from the opening credits... We get in the final credits of this oh. of this last episode, we hear that it's just a chant fat. of, Bobo, Fett, Bobo, Fett. Oh. <laughs> so, oh, I, so what? Here, let let's get some of the bad things out of the way. Then we'll talk about some of the good things we really liked. Bad things. They killed off Jennifer fucking Beals. Oh. How fucking dare they? <laughs> She was one of the only good... Par and Max Rebo, the, your little elephant man. Was he blown oh. up or was he not working that night? I don't know. It seemed like it was a pretty hopping night in Sanctuary. So was so he they like, tickling their... the ivories with his little Muppet hands? Oh, I, I mean, I hope he 
was not that night because I hope that he continues to tickle those ivories with his I mean, Muppet hands. I mean, he survived the sail barge explosion in 1983. <laughs> um, and by the way, there's like a picture somewhere of what that original puppet looks like. It's scary now because like the foam is degrading and melting. Oh, so no. <laughs> it's like a horror show. Um, but Max Rebo, may he live to tickle the ivories another day. Yes. Or at least go to a place that will take care of him as well as the Museum of the Moving Image takes care of those Muppets. Yes. To make sure that the foam does not degrade. Yeah, I wonder if any... Shout out Museum of the Moving Image and their Muppet display. Oh. You should go see it because it's so, so good. If you're ever in the New York City area, please go to the Museum of the Moving Image. Um, the Muppet display is obviously the centerpiece for us. I've been there twice. I've cried there multiple times over Muppets. It's great. I, when I heard the Batty Bat song from across the room, I just perked up and Daryl was very confused as to why I suddenly became so excited. Um, I And I think... <laughs> a lot of fandoms happening here. Yeah, I think a lot of the original Star Wars builds exist at Skywalker Ranch. I think that oh. um, George Lucas retained them. But that sort of private, like, I don't, I don't think he could tour there. Does but he have, like, the helium or nitrogen things so the nothing oxidizes i hope so hopefully he has like his own private retention it's like archives like he has all the models and artwork and everything archivist that's the word i was looking for um archivist on retainer what else bad stood out to you Uh, the rank or riding that was odd. It was very Godzilla, and I don't or know... Or King Kong. He was climbing some buildings at one point. Oh, no, that... Yeah, King Kong. That's the yeah. reference I was going for. Yeah. I mean, it was Godzilla-esque in terms of being in a city and rampaging, but then and he was reptilian. Yes. But the way that he was... The Rancor was climbing up stuff was very King Kong. And I wasn't sure if that's... Is that an ongoing thing in the Star Wars universe where there's like a callback to classic movies (laughs) or like certain brands? They do. Um, So a lot of the original Star Wars stuff um, would call back to like Kurosawa films with the Seven Samurai and things like that. George Lucas was always very inspired. The whole scroll at the beginning of the movies is inspired by Flash Gordon shorts. So it... Star Wars as a property has always borrowed heavily from other things. Okay. So so I, this idea of a King Kong monster like climbing the Citadel, beating its breast, gnashing its teeth, wailing, King Kong style. Yes. Makes a lot of sense then. Yeah. It, it just does. felt so out of place. Like it didn't seem organic. It, no, nothing about this season or the series, the Book of Boba Fett, was organic. Um, it was very much planned. Um, just like the mods are not all organic. Um, <laughs> they, they had their Power Rangers moment on their slow speeders. Speeders is such a misnomer. Yes. Yeah, a putterer. Those large put, vacuum put, cleaners. Put, 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 put. <laughs> With an excessive amount of rear view mirrors. Yeah. So we lost Jessica Beale. The Rancor oh. was a thing. We lost our little green himbo. Yeah. He was trying to be helpful. I'm like, it was interesting. Like, that was, I feel like if they had, like many things, had a longer season and we could get more into the nitty gritty, that would have made the it more engaging. So we could have seen, like, why is Jessica Beale more important? That Why is Sanctuary a thing? Yeah. Like, if you're just dropping them in just to kill them off there's no not as much investment except for Jessica Biel how dare they yeah and who even knows what happened after the bomb went off like were there bodies I thought that Jessica Biel was like slumped over but then that was the mayor's assistant who was still alive yeah I mean who knows how long he will still be alive if he's Amy Sedaris' romantic Mm. intrigue at this point yeah and it, by the time we got to the final episode, one, that final episode, at least half of it was a street battle. Yes. And I did. Do- 
two episodes weren't even about anything <laughs> relating to this plot. So, like, we got to the final battle, and it's like, did they realize they only had, like, five episodes worth of Boba Fett content? And they're like, oh, fuck, we better put something in here. Yeah. So, maybe we should give a little bit of a recap of the episodes that... The non-Boba Fett, Boba Fett episodes. So, the Mandalorian has a contract. We see him in a meat locker, kicking ass, possibly getting another concussion. Um, and good for him for, like, once he does kill everyone in the back room with all the money. And he's got his, like, little head-in-a-bag situation. He tells the workers, you can either fight me or you can go back in there and get some of that cash yeah. so good for good for those workers yeah workers unite yes to get your money yeah and then the mandalorian drops it off there's a little bit of haggling the, the person's like i have another job for you and he's like no give me the information you promised like i'll even give up all the money that you had also promised mm. so that i get this information because i don't want to deal with you anymore so he does Gets the info. He is hobbling his way around since he nicked himself with a darksaber. Not too proficient. No, he's, he's... He's like us at the beginning of a tutorial of a video game. Yeah. What is this again? Yeah, what button do I press to not slash my thigh? Heavy attack, strong attack. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then he finds the armorer and the armorer's apprentice. Like the Sorcerer's Apprentice? Yeah, except it's not Mickey Mouse. No. Yeah. It's some hunk in silver versus yeah. the armor versus the Mandalorian who is more of a twink in armor. Yeah, Pablo. Pascal. Yes. Yes. So they go, they talk about Mandalore Ugh. and the Darksaber and it's sort of like the Harry Potter wand. You can only wield it effectively if you win it in battle. Yeah. Which the Mandalorian did, so that bo check that box. Yeah. But then he doesn't, like, believe in it enough or something. He wants it to do what he wants instead of the trusting the saber to know how to fight. Like, clap Which, if you believe in the Darksaber, and then maybe it will. Like, Sadar, you have to surrender to it to channel it. Hmm. Or for the folks who have read the Sword of Truth books, there's that sword that keeps all the sword fighting knowledge of everyone that wielded it before, so that when you wield it, you would then gain that knowledge mm. and you become like a sword expert, like level zero to level 100 instantly. Mm. So it might be something like that. But then there's this whole, like, I'm going to challenge you for it. You took your helmet off. So he beats up the, the other the apprentice. Yeah. Who tries to make a claim for it because of... I want to win it in battle, so then I can have this powerful weapon, even though I'm in hiding and I don't do anything. Because his family had once wielded it, or his family had once forged it, or... Something. It's something monarchy, and really who has time for monarchies. Like, especially when the biggest critique is, just because your ancestor did something cool doesn't mean that you get to do something cool. Mm. Um, so yeah... That is my my recap of that episode. Yeah, it, yes? He, I mean, he beats up the thing that and... makes a little tiny shirt. Out of... The spear. Because it... It's a magic Beskar, spear. Beskar cannot be used as weapons, only as armor. That is the way. Where did the... So Beskar is the metal? Yes. That's the spirit that Ahsoka Tano had in The Mandalorian. The other or Jedi, something. the non-Jedi. Yes, the one that used to be the Jedi. Yes. Yes. Okay. And what's her story? I don't know. It's in the cartoon. Like, I have tried to watch The Clone Wars three times at this point. <laughs> and people say, like, you need to go to, like, the third season. And it starts to get good. Oh, no. That's never a good indicator. At least when you say that about Deep Space Nine or something, there's enough, like, fun episodes in between. Yeah. To keep you engaged until you get to the really good stuff. Yeah. Like, I most recently had it playing in the background while I was doing a sewing project, like, a year and a half ago. 
and I missed like what happened in all the episodes in the background. Yeah, so we I still have many questions about when we see her in the next episode. So the spear becomes a little present, a little package. Yes. That he goes to deliver to Grogu. Yes, on Luke's Jedi training planet, apparently everything's being built there. And this is the second to last episode that we transition yeah. to at this point. And there are robots building things. There's R2-D2. Yeah, the same style hut as the um, and the latest sequence of Star Wars movies. In the sequel trilogy. Yes. Yes. Where the hut's on Luke Skywalker's planet, it's the same style. Yeah. So Even though I'm presuming it's a whole, it's a different location, different planet, yeah. because he went to hiding. Yes. So. Um, oh, and he gets a ship. The Mandalorian gets a ship. Oh, yeah. There's the whole uh, shipbuilding thing with Amy Sedaris, who is Data Jawas. Yeah, she has. Yeah. And she speaks their language. What is that story? I... If they gave us a whole series of Amy Sedaris... <laughs> that would be... Where's the book of Amy Sedaris? Yeah. <laughs> dating a Jawa. Yeah. They're hairy everywhere. Yeah. So that... So maybe that's the... It all sort of blurred together at this point. Yeah. So he gets a ship. It's an old Naboo star cruiser from our prequels. So I thought that's another, like throwback for the hardcore fans of like yeah that's a, like bring back a pretty ship from before yeah that's pretty awesome and like there are advantages to it where it's off the grid because it it's too old to be part of whatever regist vehicle registration system yeah exists in this time it doesn't have a VIN yeah so and in the test flight we get Appa from Kim's Convenience who is a huge Star Wars nerd yes Paul Sen Young Lee, who is amazing. That was fun. I appreciated um, him being an officer of like, do you know how fast you were going? <laughs> and then once the Mandalorian blasts off at super speed, he's like, do you want to do all that paperwork? Because I don't. Yeah. Um, so we see Grogu training with Luke Skywalker. Ahsoka Tano is like, do you want to fuck up this good thing? Because you can go up there and you can fuck up this good thing. And the Mandalorian is like, you know, maybe I don't. Maybe he's happy here. Yeah. So he gives the package to her and she brings it up and Luke to is, Luke. And Luke is a very bad parent because he's like, which one will you choose? Yeah. Who do you love the most? He makes Grogu choose between his Jedi training or to go forth and hang out with the Mandalorian. Hey, here's Yoda's lightsaber. You want this shiny thing? Or this other shiny yeah. thing. Yeah. It, um, it was weird. So that was an interesting moment. But we did see a fun training montage. Grogu learns how to jump. Yeah. So it when that prequel came out with Yoda, Yoda hopping all over the screen... And now it makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. Yeah, when he's battling Darth Sidious in the Senate. Yes. And flinging all of the Senate pods. The seats. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that that's basically it. That's the highlights. Yeah, that second to last episode ends with Grogu's choice. Yep. And then, in this final episode, like, then we get a recap of why they need an army, Why? who the Pike are, and they're invading. And it sort of brings things together. Like, yeah. the Tuscan village... Was a setup. Yeah. By the Pikes to blame the Speed Gang. Although the Nikto Speed Gang, yeah. Yeah. I guess because Boba Fett tried to get protection money out of them? Yeah, they were really offended. I... So I can't... I don't know if this is a plot hole or not, but I was a little curious as to why Boba Fett was on their radar while he was still with the Tuscans. Is was it just like a power play thing, it, and like their standard operation procedure no, was to fake the fake no? They, they did the train thing, so they've been holding a grudge since then. Oh, that's a long time to hold a grudge. I know, fish, 
I thought that goldfish only had a, like a one second memory or something. Yeah. They've leveled up and evolved, I guess. I guess so. So they're bracing for battle. They're waiting for a garrison from Freetown to show up, which seems like a small hamlet compared to like the greater Moss Espa metropolitan area yeah. that they're trying to hold. Um, the crime families have all given their word that they'll stay out of it. And so the one thing that the, that Boba Fett has going is sort of like eyes on the ground. Like the pikes don't have their full force here yet. We'll just observe. And then once we know where they are, we can deploy our assets in an advantageous way. However, that is not what happens after all the assets have been deployed. Hmm. Chrysanthemum gets swarmed by fake Gorn. Gorn Light. Yes. The Power Rangers slash mods get attacked by the Furrier people. Mm-hmm. And what was the third lookout? Was it just at their location? I think so. Yeah, they don't have that they don't have enough allies at that point. They mm. only had two plus themselves for the three. Yeah. So they're all attacked, and then the pike even attacked the main location. Um, and we get these very tragic, like, chrysanthemum being swarmed, the Power Ranger mods being pinned down. And who should come to their rescue? Fennec Shand. Fennec Shand. Which, another Mingna one. Saving the day. Yeah. Really, I feel like she has... She's more interesting to me than Boba Fett. Yeah. Because not only does she go... She saves the Power Rangers. And... I don't think she needs to go save Chrysanthemum. He just sort of shows up. Or she. They. I think it's a he. Oh. Chrysanthemum shows up, hobbling. Yeah. And... He did make some Wookiee sounds. Yes, that finally happened. You were really happy about that. And then Fennec Shan goes off to Bad Guy Command Central. Mm. But that's a long way away, so she has to travel. So in that travel time, all the everyone starts coming back to Sanctuary, which I feel like I've seen enough Westerns that don't you need to protect your flanks? You would think And so, so. having everyone in one location without any sort of like who's sneaking up on us from the sides it seemed hard it seemed difficult yeah the cavalry arrives in the form of a gunboat and the freetown garrison Mm -hmm. the bartender who is now pissed since timothy oliphant has been shot yes and they basically, I mean... And then it's just a big shooting battle. Yeah, I checked out a lot during this battle, I'm not gonna lie. Like, battle scenes like this are not my jam. So it was like, I, I'm gonna check my phone, I'm gonna glance back up, oh, they're still shooting. Well, we know that the good guys are going to eventually win. They turn the tide, but then there's like a gigantic version of those shooting droids with the shields that gave... The Jedi issues in yes, the prequels. Yes, battle droids. Yes, big honking battle droids this yes. time. So they start running away until they have nowhere else to run, so they hide behind a wall. Like, points for whoever built this city, those walls were designed they're, they're to... They're dense. Yeah. So much shooting, and they still hold. Yeah. But yeah, they run around. Young Linda Ronstadt and one of the Freetown people sort of snipe things but then they don't yeah because then they get pinned down too it's there are a couple instances of go do this plan and instead of the plan yielding a great result it did a little thing and then the people still got pinned down Mm -hmm. or like they weren't able to shoot anymore basically yeah so it was an odd I keep expecting a bigger payoff from a series where it's like clearly good guy versus bad guy. Like good must triumph in of this grand glorious way. Yeah. So that when these little plots and ploys don't work, it's like, oh, 
oh, then why did you even bother showing us that? Yeah. Um, Grogu is there. Grogu and Amy Sedaris show up. Yeah, because Grogu flew Luke's X-Wing. To Amy Sedaris. Well, R2-D2. Oh, yes. Because she's like, you flew all this way, and R2-D2's like, what? And she's like, I know an astromech didn't. <laughs> Let the kid have this one. Yeah. Um, so they may be my favorite duo. Grogu and Amy Sedaris? Yes. Yes. And he goes to attack one of the battle droids and takes a pin out of one leg and is so happy with himself. And he's like, look what I got. And she's like, that's great, honey. We got to run. Although he did do more damage taking out that pin than most anyone else. Yes. Um, also, a side note, Amy Sedaris was very kind to Grogu and had a whole plate of dung worms for him. He was so happy. He was. He had a long trip and he needed a snack. Yes. Snacky snack. Um, so, yeah. the Then Boba Fett rides off in his Rancor and that takes out one battle droid. The combined forces take out another one, slowly, like, then the Rancor starts running rampant, because Boba Fett got thrown off, and then there's fishy fish, but not the main fishy fish, Mm -hmm. the one who had shot Timothy Oliphant, who apparently has a past with Boba Fett. It seemed to be very much master-student, student finally beating the master, Mm -hmm. when he stabbed him with the Tuscan weapon no so like something that fishy fish did not know before Mm -hmm. and couldn't defend against it was definitely curiouser and curiouser yeah so and then boba fett wins yeah and timothy oliphant is in the tank is he gonna have all sorts of flashbacks is the book of boba fett season two going to be timothy oliphant's flashbacks I hope not. Like, I I honestly hope there's not a season two of Book of Boba Fett. Oh, shade. Because it became The Mandalorian. It was all leading to Mandalorian stuff. Timmy, Timothy Oliphant is from The Mandalorian. Oh. All of these side characters are from The Mandalorian. So maybe they should just do, to your point, a longer season of The Mandalorian to tell one-off stories about them. Like, you could have done Boba Fett's story, if you really wanted to, in one episode of Mandalorian. Yeah. You you do not need to show everything. You could be like, I climbed out of the Sarlacc. I got rehabilitated by the Tusken Raiders. By the way, they're actually really nice people. And then <laughs> I took over the Jabba's turf... And I eliminated my enemies, and now I'm doing good? Is he doing good? I don't even know what he's doing anymore. Does he... For a nebulous bounty hunter person, he seems to be full paragon on the side of good, helping the poor, providing jobs. Yeah. I... Yeah. I... If Eliminating they... the drug trade on Tatooine. And if they had done that, they would have preserved at least some of the mystique around the character of Boba Fett, rather than we're going to do, like, four and a half sort of shit-tastic episodes uh-huh. about the character. I, I'm i not impressed. I fe- They set the bar so high with Mandalorian, and the reason why I feel they did well with Mandalorian is that they created new characters. Yeah. They... They did not really need to base a whole lot. There were echoes. So Baby Yoda, obviously an echo of Yoda. Right. He has some force powers. They brought in stuff from the EU we've never seen before. The Darksaber. Cool, we saw it on screen. Um, But they didn't have to go back to the previous movies and say, oh, let's dive into this character. And that sort of makes me fear for what the fuck they're going to do with the Obi-Wan series. Because I think that everyone is pretty much on the same page. Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi is fantastic. And he he played Obi-Wan longer than anyone else, except for the animated series. That that voice actor played Obi-Wan more. Because there were a lot of seasons. But in terms of live action, he has played Obi-Wan more than Alec Guinness. So he really is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Right. 
and it's not like Boba Fett had uh, you know where this character was in the first movie and then got eaten and then sort of open ended and that's where they created this show right but for Obi-Wan you have a set I mean if it's older you and McGregor it can't be youthful Obi-Wan right so like he has been a master after the prequel movies possibly while he's in hiding but then you know how he how it ends so the place where he's at at least physically needs to be able to line up and then do you think there's enough care in what ways can obi-wan grow yeah like between where he left anakin on the lava planet Mm -hmm. and where luke finds him yeah like what is he going to be on tattooing the entire time is he going to be bopping around to other plans i really am so over desert planets so over them because we always go back to Tatooine. Always. And they really emphasize... And I, I read an article where I took this a sort of phrase from, like, or this assumption, conclusion, whatever, that the way Tatooine was described in the very first movie was, like, is the furthest planet from the bright center of the universe. Like, it is such oh. a backwater. It is a backwater in the Outer Rim. And yet, we are always there in this universe. It's true. I mean, it sort of makes sense for why there's, like, one train once a day that goes to Tatooine from, like, that Rim yeah. world. It seems to be, like, a, maybe a transit hub or something. Mm-hmm. Like, a re- <laughs> it's a regional airport. Yes. With flights to smaller towns. But, yeah. It, we just keep going back, and... There's not as much reason to care. Yeah. I don't think there's as much reason. To, like, if you place Tatooine in the in the Grand Empire, mm-hmm. or not, Republic, why would a major character go there? Or is this just because Boba Fett wants to be the... Um, other of his own destiny, and so he goes someplace where he can... That's more of a clean slate. Yeah. But, like, we had Boba Fett, and all of this stuff happened on Tatooine. Obi-Wan, presumably, the teaser poster they released is Obi-Wan and Sand Dunes. Why can't they be someplace where it makes sense that people would live? And Obi-Wan is in hiding. I get it. But we can't have another series just in the desert again. Right after this one. So it's questionable, A, what sort of character development is possible for someone who is already at what would normally like be peak, an end point. Yeah. Yeah, they peaked, and then they have another peak. Like, and do you make him regress sometime in between to get and then get back up? Or is there some further development? Yeah. And... Is he one of Amy Sedaris's exes? I mean, who isn't at this point? <laughs> Good for her. So... Yeah, it's it's been an interesting road getting here. Yeah, I don't think I necessarily and, want to go back. Yeah, and yeah, most of them, from the outside perspective, without a whole lot of Mandalorian background, the more engaging parts and characters are not Boba Fett. No, this did not sell me on him as a character. It's sort of like... It told me on Fennec Shan. Yes. She's a whole lot smarter. And capable. Yeah. In so many ways. She should be running everything. Yeah. Like, I was more interested in, like, the politicking of Tatooine. Like, we got a flash of it when the crime families are all like, yeah, sure, we'll be neutral. But it still didn't explain, like, why Jessica Biel's place was important why would you get a big name like jessica beale yeah to be in this i and is it just for a fun cameo sort of thing um i don't know i there's a lot of interesting background sure but the main crux of this show was not as interesting as the people around him yeah i don't know 
Yeah. So what did we like? I feel like we've been a lot on what we didn't like. Well, I think we've mentioned some of the stuff that we liked. Um, this sets up, I think, the dynamic for the next season of Mandalorian, which better not be on a desert planet. Like, go off to other places, and they've done this in the series before, we've gone to places we've never even heard of. Keep doing that. We do not need to be anchored. Bring Amy Sedaris along. It's too bad they don't have a larger ship so she can't come along. As, like, the official yeah, mechanic Yeah, because it. Um, Grogu is, like, in the astromech bubble. He is in a Just bubble. Just tapping. He wants to go fast. He does want to go fast. I'm just trying to think of what I liked of the purely Boba Fett side. And I don't think... I don't know. I don't, there wasn't that much for me. No. There, and... Like, all the good stuff is the people around. And I liked the political stuff once we figured out, like, okay, he is getting a coalition together so they can do something and... With these sort of defined goals and mutual interests and, like, that makes sense. And and even looking back on it, I don't think I cared that much. Like... About Freetown and... Well, Freetown is different because they sort of, like, deserve their freedom. Um, but... Um... Mos Espa, where they were. Yeah. That... Okay. Like, he claimed his turf. The huts are gone. Uh, for whatever that's worth. And... And they're a little great. Shades fan, too. And, like, great. Boba Fett has uh, his own palace and a city, and they're all happy. And his own baby Rancor. Yeah. And... Uh, okay. Did I need this story? No. Was this a fun story to... Like, was this a fun place to visit? Eh. I didn't need to. Like, it's it's almost like a vacation where you come back and they're like, oh, how was your trip? And you're like, it was fine. <laughs> they're very Minnesotan. It was fine. It was, it was okay. Um, so it's nice that we were somewhere in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. I wish this would have been just season three of The Mandalorian. Honestly, like, if they had poured the time and resources into something, I wish it wouldn't have been this, because I don't think it gave us a whole lot as fans. Yeah. And it's... It's interesting that... Sometimes these short seasons work. Sometimes these short seasons should have been extended in a big, big way. And you can... The reason... One of the reasons why there are such short seasons is that each episode costs so much to produce. When you're like this, all the visual effects and... um, I mean, I get it, but it's also Disney and they have so much money. Yeah. And that goes back to my point. If they... If they weren't going to pour... The resources into this to make it something... Yeah. Direct those resources elsewhere to something you know is going to be knocking it out of the park. Like Amazon and Wheel of Time. Like, Amazon gave Wheel of Time the budget and that it may, needed, and it was amazing. And they're giving so much more budget to The Lord of the Rings. Like, yeah. There, I read an article where The Lord of the Rings series, it's eventually going to cost in the billions of dollars. Wow. To produce multiple seasons of it like this first season they spent once you're factoring everything into it i think it's over 200 million at least oh. on the first season of the the lord of the rings series so well bezos has the money he does um but to your point disney also has the money they have the interest i think they sort of jumped the gun because at the end of the last season of the mandalorian is when they're like now begins the Book of Boba Fett. And then they had to do something. If they had just left it as a tease, without that card saying, you know, the Book of Boba Fett, they could have done it as an episode of or two overlapping with The Mandalorian mm. in the next season and not have to do an entire season of a show. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The short seasons are... I get that people are on a budget, but if it's harming your storytelling ability then something needs to be done like 
And they like have... even in disco with the super short seasons, like there, they our complaint with our group of Czech trivia friends is there's not enough time to talk about like the bridge crew to have bottle episodes to have like the f- sort of fun campy sort of stuff it's all go 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 all the time without any sort of rest mm-hmm. which fine at the beginning but also at this point you know you have the audience you know you've got yeah. the support like for a season four of star trek discovery you know you're probably not going to gain new people just watching the show starting then right if you're going to get new fans they're going to start at the beginning anyway so do a few bottles without the big special effects if that's what what your budget is being eaten up by. Yeah. Like have more on ship stuff on existing sets or Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I it, don't know. I think this was a miss. And Disney I feel rarely makes misses as but they've been doing it more frequently to my mind, with the past year of TV shows between Star Wars and Marvel. Um, If we're looking at... at, What was a Marvel miss? It depends on who you ask. But when you produce more, you're more liable to have things that are a bit diluted. Um, For the Marvel series, Loki... Like, that series to me was... A fan service? No, it... It was just okay. Oh. Just like this. It was okay. Like, we're setting up so that we have Kang coming up in the next cycle of Marvel movies. Like, Kang the Conqueror, he's going to be our big bad for this phase. So it set that up. Did you need a whole season of something with the Time Variance Authority to get there? Probably not. You could have done, like... uh, made for TV in quotes movie about Loki and done it in a more compact manner do a two hour movie in and out you have your setup for Kang rather than a series and And you could even still drop that on Disney Plus I feel oh absolutely yeah it'd be super popular and help get new subscribers potentially yeah so what it's that the what if animated series got very mixed reactions um did i watch all of that no <laughs> exactly so um, but if it was something like wandavision or winter Sh- falcon and the winter soldier where there's like amazing character development yeah that i'm all in for yeah and uh, those are two very different series too falcon and the winter soldier much more action oriented wandavision is much more cerebral and deep dive and emotional emotionally yeah. based uh, more of a drama so um they can do it i feel that if you're thinking back a few years ago when they announced all this stuff they they switched to a focus on the tv model the subscriber model so they need to produce content like we just said they can probably produce a two-hour movie made for disney plus and it would still achieve the same end but they decided to focus on seasons yeah um which you can see as you're getting more value for your money. If you're getting seven episodes of something, you think you're getting more than just a two-hour movie. Oh, yeah. Is how you're equating it in your mind. So, for Star Wars, they, for a few years, they paused all the movies. So there were supposed to be more movies coming out. Huh. Obi-Wan was supposed to be a movie. That's what it was rumored to be for years. There's going to be an Obi-Wan movie. Sort of like the Rogue One format yes. of like a one-off. And when Solo failed, they said, fuck it, we are not doing one-off movies anymore. Oh. We are doing the saga movies, and that's what we're focused on. Everything else is going to be clumped in TV seasons. Oh, when you say that, that makes this season make a lot more sense. And then they have announced other movies since then, the investor call, like, 16 months ago or whenever it was, when they announced some more movies. One of them was Rogue Squadron, and now that's been canceled, I think. So, they... I don't think they know what to do with the Star Wars universe and storytelling beyond TV. 
they're very scared. They're gun shy because Solo was such a failure mm. at the box office. And now we're getting Mandalorian incredible in terms of what they've been able to produce. But that's something that they came with up with on their own. Right. The new stuff. Yes. Like, as you said, is a, and, uh, tends to be better. There's a Cassian and Andor, or a Cassian Andor series coming up with K2SO from Rogue One. Right. Well, we know they die. So, so it, again, it's like an Obi-Wan situation where you're going back for a, like a, a moment in time snapshot thing. But is that worth a TV series? For, I shrug. Yeah. Unknown. All right. Well, any final thoughts? I mean, it makes me want to watch The Mandalorian. <laughs> So it was a that, good commercial that, for the Mandalorian. That's yeah. That's my takeaway from all this. Yeah, um, I've said it all along. I think that they didn't need to do this with Boba Fett because Boba Fett was such an idealized character for us of, that grew up with Star Wars in the nineties. Like the mystery was, was better than the the. Oh, knowing. absolutely! I did not need that um, curtain pulled back to see what is happening. I. I was happy even with the book that came out where it's not even canon anymore, but he crawled out of the Sarlacc's stomach. Oh. Like, I was happy with that ending because I read it and I'm like, cool, somewhere out there in my imagination. Boba Fett is out there doing cool things. Yes. And this is like, eh, he wasn't doing as many cool things as I thought he would be. Yeah. So, yeah. So we'll be back with more content. Yes. So, um, we're going to be looking at everything, um, staying week to week on a TV series obviously is tough when it comes to a podcast, so we're going to be evaluating sort of what content we're delivering. You will get content from us. Um, it may, it, it's probably not going to be a TV series based all the time. I'm sure we will pop in with some special episodes on things, um, Get back to some of our Wheel of Time stuff to some extent. Yeah. Like New Spring. Yeah. And the X-rays. Yeah. We want to do that. And then um, there may be a reformat coming along. So. Stay tuned. Yes, we are coming to the end of season one of our podcast. And we will open season two soon. So we hope to hear from you. We really want to hear what you thought of the book of Boba Fett. Do you want to leave the book open or do you want to slam it shut? And until next time, I'm Daryl. I'm Philip. See you later.